Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm sitting here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. <laughs> Hello, Dave. Hello, Jess. Hello, Dave. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> great to be here. <laughs> it's great to be the one that, who's not being shunned for once. <laughs> I don't know why. Appreciate that. I've decided to, very early on, start a feud. Great. Um, I imagine there's just a pause on any moment now. You will also say, Hello, like, Matt. Oh, it, is. <laughs> it feels good to be involved. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, good times. Good fun. times indeed. Matt, great to have you back after your jaunt in Sydney up on the weekend. Had a lot of fun in Sydney. What a great place. I met a lot of listeners, a lot of cool people. Yeah. How much jaunting did you do, though? Uh, it was pretty much nonstop. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what like Sydney that. is like. I know well. what it's you're really like. It's a jaunty town. Get busy jaunting, get busy. Looking Leaving. at a bridge. <laughs> yeah. That's the two things you do up there. <laughs> you jaunt, you look at a bridge. And yeah. you come home and you feel better. Mm. I saw the bridge in the yeah, on, on the ride from the airport How to the accommodation. Good is that bridge. It's a beautiful bridge. Oh Fuck my goodness. I love that. That. So just confirm we are talking about Sydney Harbour Bridge. No. So. Oh okay. I was actually, yeah. Oh, okay. Which yeah. one were you talking about? There's just a little one over a pond in a park outside a retirement village. Oh, I see. Which yes. is a nice super cute. Did you see that one on the way from the airport? No, I did not, unfortunately. Um, Where's the I detour? closed my eyes. <laughs> yeah. I, I Blink refuse, and you'll miss it. I refuse to look. <laughs> hey, Dave, do you know what this show's about? Well, I do, but uh, maybe... Jess, do you know? Uh, yeah. Oh, I stole no, Dave's laptop. <laughs> no point in telling everyone then. Well, what if people are listening for the first time? Maybe oh, okay, you should just sure. say, just in, I mean, just on the off just, chance. Just in case, any, any new, t- new, t- new timers, first timers. Okay. Uh, first comers. First comers. Uh, first comers, first servers. 
The show is Please about- don't turn off. <laughs> it's about a different topic every week, and one of the three of us researched that topic, but the other two don't know what that topic is until the research giver and taker, <laughs> fucking hell. Doer? Doer. The research doer and Researcher. report giver. They ask a question to get us on topic this week. The report has been done by David Warnicky. David, what is your question to get us on topic? Okay, my question is, how many emperors has the United States of America had? What? what? How many emperors? It's none. One. Two. Three. One is correct, yes, Yes! <laughs> it is one, and his name is Joshua Norton, and he is the subject of today's episode. An emperor. Yes, Emperor Joshua Norton the first. Joshua. Self, self um Diagnosed. Yeah. <laughs> Appointed? Appointed. Self-diagnosed emperor? Was Hypochondriac. He? <laughs> no, I've got, oh. I've got everything. Emperor. I'm also a king. Went on uh, Google Google Doctor. <laughs> Doctor Google. Oh no. I'm oh, feeling no. quite regal. <laughs> oh no. Powerful. I'm, in, I'm in charge of a giant empire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this morning I was just a bank teller. No, it is Emperor Joshua Norton. Have you heard of this guy? I hadn't. No. I see, it was in the hat and uh, put it to the Patreons to vote for, the Sydney Shineburgers. It won by one vote. So Ooh. those people hopefully uh, did vote because if you didn't, you could have changed this topic. That is a tight vote. Is this a relatively recent story? Uh, not a recent story, but a, uh, more of a recent suggestion is where I saw it Okay. From. I was like, oh, grab some new suggestions from the hat. And uh, it actually turns out it's been suggested four separate times by these people, thanks to Santiago Lopez from Whittier in California, Alan from Dublin, Kyle Haggerty from Wabash, Wabash in Indiana. I almost certainly said that wrong. (laughs) And also, finally, from Odessa in Texas, Jessica (gasps) Villarreal. I met... Someone from Odessa in Texas yesterday. What? Where? What? In Odessa? That's she came to my show. Is her name Jessica? I'm going to say yes. She got, She was the one who gave us the card that I was just telling you about before the show. Yes, that's right. I haven't opened the card. Because you wanted to open it so with all of us. I don't think she told me her name. But that would be, odds are, how many people from Odessa? How many are there? Whoa. She's actually, she's in Melbourne for the next couple of months. Cool. How cool is that? They have a population of 116,000, so it could be her. Okay. Well, yeah, but there's probably, okay, then maybe there's a different listener. But it could be her. That is so cool, though. Did she look like a Jessica? Like, yeah. Did she look like really rad and cool, but oh. like laid back, but like gets shit done, you know? Yeah, she did look like that, which yeah. I don't associate with Jess's <sighs> normally. You are but, a cruel uh, person. I mean, Odessa, I really want to go there. They have an eight foot tall statue of a jack rabbit in downtown. That's cool. Which is cool. And they also, at the University of Texas, have a uh, replica of Stonehenge. Whoa. Oh, that's That fun. sounds... All right, Odessa. Cool. cool stuff. And uh, so thanks to the people that suggested that. I hadn't heard of the topic and then I briefly read into it and I, I think the patrons who did vote for this chose correctly. Okay, great. It's quite the story. Fun. I love a story. All right, let's jump into that story. So Joshua Abraham Norton. That's Very a royal good. name. Yeah. yeah. He was born in... Jan. In- Jan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jan. His initials are Jan. King Jan. That's well, he, great. Well, he was born in <laughs> <laughs> King Joshua. you got to think about these things, you know? Yeah. What have you got? You've got Japs. Jap. I don't know why I went S, S there. That was wrong. Anyway, <laughs> I know what your last name is. Jap from Poirot. We've been through this. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure we, talked about, sure we talked about uh, Joshua Abraham Norton, anyway, was born in England around the year 1818. His exact birth date is debated, but that's pretty ballpark. I mean, who's taking the time to debate 
something like that. Who gives a shit? I think it was the 4th of March. There are people listening to Formal debates. There's debate clubs. There are literally people being like uh, on on the internet being uh, claiming stuff like, well, in this date he claimed to be 52 years old. So if we work that out backwards, that would be 1818. But he also... uh, according to the census, was only 37 years old during this decade. So that actually debunks this. Was he lying about his age? And it's like, I've fallen asleep. <laughs> I do not give a shit. It doesn't matter that much. <laughs> but So we're, we're talking around the late 18 teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father, John, was a farmer and his mother, Sarah, was the daughter of a merchant. History.com describes his family as, quote, a decidedly unregal family of merchants. Okay, well, I mean... How can you decide that somebody else is unregal? That's right. Well, obviously, at his birth, not many would have tipped him for being the first great emperor yeah. in the United States. Which of the three of us would fit well into a regal lifestyle? Oh, well, obviously me. Is that a trick oh, question? Is that because you love doing nothing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I love a throne. Also, you wear a monocle at all times. Yes. <laughs> you can hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> Speak up, boy. <laughs> you there. Now, uh, not much is known about Joshua Norton's early years, but in 1820 the family uprooted and moved to South Africa where his, his father sold shipping supplies. And apparently he was pretty bloody good at it because by Josh Norton's 29th birthday, when the story picks up again, his parents had died and so had both of his brothers, suspicious, and he was left with a sizable inheritance. Oh. oh. It actually isn't suspicious. Okay. I'm Definitely putting a spin but on that. But his whole family died. Yeah, but we don't know exactly know how. Yeah, but he's rich, so... Super rich, which often is a motive for murder. Mm. If yeah. Poirot is anything to go by. Mm. I've read a few different figures, but it's in the range of about 40000 US dollars or over a million US dollars now. That's what he inherited. I mean, it's good, but... Yeah, yeah. million dollar US dollars now, that'd be like, what? What, like 10 palaces? Maybe. Yeah. Is that is that enough? Is that wealthy, is it? Yeah. Well, oh. we start with 10 palaces and you turn that into 100 palaces. Right. No and we're t- I mean? Sorry, we're talking like palaces for dogs. Yeah, dog palaces. Yeah. 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 But 100 dog palaces, imagine that. Yeah. Okay. Then- you could get a pretty sweet dog palace for 100 grand, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And? I'd knock one together for you for 100 grand. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're putting that offer out there? Yeah. To any regal types listening? Yeah. I'll put some, I'll bedazzle a kennel. No worries. <laughs> Get a hot glue gun <laughs> and some little jewels, <laughs> rhinestones. Gold cellophane. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You hired. Oh, well, I didn't say I'd do it for 100. I'll do it for 110. Oh. Wait, no, you don't understand how this works. You're subbing, I'm subbing you out. I'm going to pay you by the hour, 20 bucks. Oh, per hour? Yeah. Great, because it will take me two or 300,000 hours. Well, there you go. <laughs> Everyone wins. I'll put the money in some sort of a bank account accruing interest. <laughs> Just to pay Dave. Wow. <laughs> you really are regal. <laughs> so he's got money and he emigrated with his wealth to California in 1849, hoping to capitalise on the booming gold rush. Right. He arrived in San Francisco and grew his fortune by investing in commodities and the real estate market. And a few years later, by 1852, he was a well-respected member of the city. He was well-known and bloody rich. When was the gold rush in Australia? Was it around the same time? Was it uh, a little bit later? A little bit later. I believe a lot of people left California yeah. to come and hang out. It was in... like all the gold had dried up there, so they moved to Ballarat. You go to the next rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From... I mean, Ballarat's nice. But it's... It's from... not California. It's not Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's quite cold. 
Is it? Yeah, it actually yeah, is quite. It's really oh. chilly. But gold. Yeah. No, nah, good point. I'd put up with the cold if I had gold to cover myself in for warmth. Oh, gold. Is gold warm? Oh, yeah. You better believe that conducts heat. Mm. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're regal. You've been exposed to gold. It, it conducts heat if, if you you know, there's heat for it to conduct. Mm. But It doesn't produce magic heat. No, it doesn't produce magic heat. Oh. Sorry. Right, you've got to heat your gold for it to heat you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. So I don't know. It's for sure. Maybe it does create its own heat. Mm. I've never mm. seen it. Never been near it. That's why I want to be regal. Just <laughs> <laughs> want to see gold. Get me a gold. One gold. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's bloody rich, but loss of money, as we all know, is never enough. Mm. And, and get even rich, even quicker scheme came along in 1852. A famine in China had drastically increased the price of rice as China had stopped exporting rice to the rest of the world. So the price of rice increased in America by 900%. It went from $0.04 per pound up to $0.36 per pound. I mean, 900% sounds so much more impressive. (laughs) 900%. Let's stick with that then. You you didn't wall at $0.36 per pound. Yeah, I was like, fucking bargain. Now that's a bloody bargain. (laughs) Norton, our guy, heard a ship from Peru called the Glide was on its way back to America with 200,000 pounds on 91,000 kilos of rice on board. He decided to buy the whole shipment for $25,000, which is about 12.5 cents per pound, hoping to flip it for three times as much as he'd paid. Get rich, get quick, boom, done. 91,000 kilos? Yeah. Fucking drop a thousand kilos. About 200,000 pounds. Mm. If you drop a thousand kilos, that won't be in kilter anymore. No, but, yeah, I know, but, like, it can't be perfect in both imperial and metric. I th- I imagine if you hate one of those, it's got to be imperial. You yeah. like round numbers and shit. Yeah. You're a metric all the way. I'm a metric girl, big time. Have I not made that clear? Living in a metric world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> so he stood to make a fortune. He's mm. like, I'm going to cash in big, baby. On this rice. There was one problem. Oh, no. After he'd signed the contract and agreed to pay that huge price, oh, 25 no. grand. Oh, no. And 12 and a half cents <laughs> per, kilo, oh. uh, per pound. Several other shiploads of rice arrived from Peru, causing the price of rice to drop drastically to just three cents per pound. Cheaper than it was before. Which is actually cheaper than what China was selling it for. <laughs> so everyone's a winner except <laughs> our guy. <laughs> well, you just gotta, he's just got to sit on it for a while. Yeah, there'll be another rice drought. Yeah. And that's what he decided to build. It doesn't a, go off. Build a kingdom of rice. He should have bought all those other ships of rice, and then stockpiled it maple syrup high style. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember those? Sold it by the grain. Like a car, become a cartel. Remember those TV ads for rice and it would like make the Taj Mahal out of rice? Yeah. And Maybe he Sunbeam. should just build himself a Yeah, I think it was Sunbeam. He'd build himself a little mansion out of rice, all the, the rice he has. Oh, yeah. He could have bedazzled a kennel with some rice, paint <laughs> yeah, of gold. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> put it in different bags and yeah. put some food dye in there. You got some fun coloured rice. Yeah. You could throw it at people. You could throw it at people. Brides yep. and grooms or anyone. But then, birds, the but then birds eat it and it's not good for them. Yeah, but they didn't know that. This is, we're talking about the Oh, true. Mate. But Come we know on. it now. Sure. What can we throw now? What, at birds? Rocks. At I was thinking more at weddings. Oh, yeah, rocks. Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, decorated rocks. Right, glitter. No, glitter's bad too. God damn. You can't bubbles? have any fun. People blow bubbles. Bubbles are fun. Unless they're in your eye. You can't throw no bubbles. You can throw shade. I can. <laughs> That's what, what I do at weddings. <laughs> You're wearing you that. Back to the... 
Okay. Oh. Interesting choice on your big day. So obviously it's not a big deal for you. <laughs> but uh, my congratulations. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, yeah, I thought I thought it was a big deal, but cool. I, I feel silly for dressing myself I, up. I've really overdressed, haven't I? So should I change? Am I making anyone feel uncomfortable here? I thought formal meant formal. <laughs> that is wow. Okay. So when are you changing into your dress? I assume this is just your getting ready dress. Yeah. Or is this what is this like an important family dress or something? <laughs> Did your nana wear that? Because she would have also looked awful. <laughs> Did your nana wear that? <laughs> That's probably the worst thing you could say. Did you, oh, your nana wore that, I assume. Oh, is this a family heirloom? <laughs> yeah. So you've got well, there's something old, but where's there's something new? Some borrowed something blue. <laughs> You dress as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, it's a suit. (laughs) Oh, Oh, sorry. I'm new at showing that throwing shade. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, this is a funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, (laughs) sir, make your purchase and leave my shop. (laughs) It was in a shop all along. Sir, drive through to the next window. When he said drive through. When he said funeral, I imagined an open casket funeral and Matt is heckling someone's nan. Did your nan wear that? Oh, oh, that is my nan. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, nan. Yes, she did and is still. Okay. All right, so bringing it back to rice. Oh, yeah. Norton, he tried to avoid the contract for the rice and sue the man that had sold it to him. He tried to backpedal out of the deal. Well, I don't know if you can sue him. Well, he claimed the dealer had misled him as to the quality of the rice oh. and had ripped him off. It went to court and it took over three years. <laughs> <laughs> he won a couple of times in the lower courts and they just kept appealing, kept appealing. And finally it wound up in the Supreme Court where oh Norton lost. Oh, my God. So he lost the money on the rice. And then had to pay these crazy legal fees as well. Because it's been going on for three years. Three years. And also, like, rather than doing his business ventures, he decided to just dedicate everything to this case. His real estate portfolio was foreclosed to pay the debt and he had to declare bankruptcy before falling off the map for several years. Oh, man. And he doesn't, like, his, his dad was the one who made all the money. And then he, like, made it even more money. So he was extremely rich. And, and then he lost, he lost it all. It all. This, this is a riches to rag story. Is this is this not the story of Trump? <laughs> yeah. When you say emperor, you mean president. Yeah. A man who declared himself president and somehow other people said, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Wait, you're foretelling the future? <laughs> yeah. So he fell off the map for a few years uh, in the history books anyway. He most likely worked at a working class boarding house where he also stayed. So he went from living the high life to living a pretty measly life. Wow. Seven years went past, and by 1859, our guy Norton had become discontented and jaded by the American legal system and the overall uh, political structure of the country. And when you want to change the system, what do you do? Do you run for office and change it from within? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> no, instead, you send out a bunch of press releases to newspapers across San Francisco proclaiming... your new album. <laughs> <laughs> Check it I out. I've got a hot single dropping next week. <laughs> We are the world. <laughs> I reckon this music's going to change everything. <laughs> now, the press releases proclaimed himself to be the emperor of these United States. Okay. So, you know that guy who um, does the scores for us at the start of the show? Adds up who, who got the most questions right. I think zero is going to technically be correct. I don't think so. 
If this gets to an official place. I gave it to Jess and it was, it was one. I right. don't think he listens further in. <laughs> he probably just listens to this question <laughs> and then goes about his day. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to listen to the worst part of the show. <laughs> this is what he wrote in his press release. At the preemptory request of a large majority of the citizens of these United States, I, Joshua Norton, formerly of Elgoa Bay, Cape of Good Hope, and now for the last nine years and ten months past of San Francisco, California, declare and proclaim myself the emperor of these United States. <laughs> he goes on and, and signed it, Norton I, emperor of the United States. Amazing. It's like giving yourself a nickname. <laughs> Only the coolest people do it. Yeah, he's just, Cobra. He's just What's up? proclaimed himself emperor. He's like, yeah. that's it. I'm emperor. And it seemed to be written with the sincere belief that he was the unrecognised sovereign of the United States. The San Francisco Daily Evening Bulletin could sense a bit of a story and publish the letter in full as a humour piece. Yeah. They thought, people get a kick out of this. Mm. It was a real hit with readers and people wanted more of the eccentric man. It's unclear if he'd actually lost his mind or if he was just doing it for a bit of a laugh, but he became a real fixture of the city and he went along with it. <laughs> <laughs> And the city embraced him. Now, when you're emperor, self-appointed or not, you have to dress the part. Of course. Robes. Yes. Some sort of headdress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Sandals. Tick, tick, tick. Yes, I am crushing this. I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. He wore a blue uniform with gold-plated epaulets that were actually given to him by officers of the United States Army. <laughs> they were like, sure thing, Emperor. <laughs> he wore the epaulets over a, a long blue uniform. Brilliant. And wore a beaver hat adorned with the feather of a peacock. Of course. A, okay, you say a beaver hat like we know what that means. Yeah, hat made just going from a beaver. Okay. That does sound regal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, imagine a... Yeah, but then imagine it with a peacock. Oh, okay, it. yeah. And it was like the king beaver when it died. Oh, yeah, and yeah. the king peacock. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> emperor <laughs> peacock. Whoa. We've killed the world's largest peacock. <laughs> For one feather. I don't know if this sounds real to you, but he also often carried a cane or an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. yeah. regal people do not get wet. No. Nor do Unless they... Unless they accidentally bring a cane instead of an umbrella. That's embarrassing. But where's my umbrella? <laughs> but uh, it wasn't just for show. He dressed like an emperor, declared himself an emperor, but he had a job to do. Mm-hmm. He spent his days... He had in- to emp. Yeah, he, oh, he was emping all over the town. He spent his days inspecting the city of San Francisco's sidewalks. <laughs> their cable cars, public buildings, and would examine the appearance of police officers. And oh. criticise those appearances. Okay. <laughs> Pull up your, so- your socks, Roger. Yeah, no, he has lost it. <laughs> I could arrest you, sir. <laughs> no, no, up with your socks. I'm the emperor. <laughs> he would uh, walk the streets inspecting his realm and often ask people to pay him their taxes, often accepting a hot meal as payment. Okay. <laughs> Basically, he just wanted free stuff. Yeah. Real, like a, a, a real switch up in his life. Yeah. Successful businessman to town eccentric. Yeah. It feels like a, a different person. What happened in those seven years? I like years? the second one more. Really? Yeah. yeah. My goal is to go the other way around. Okay. Well, you're, yeah, you're already doing the eccentric part. Exactly. So you I'm become, very kooky. But you want to become a real success. Yeah, I want to be a CEO. Oh, okay. I want to be in... Uh, why are you laughing? 
I mean, you're already an influencer on Instagram. You're only moments away from putting CEO of Jess Industries or something in your bio. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> I think you should do it. I'm actually CEO of uh, Labine Boy Industries. <laughs> Can we just quickly talk about how Labine Boy has <laughs> taken off on Twitter? Thanks to everyone following me on there. I've, uh, what a life you're living. I've been having a good time. Uh, though. I must say an enemy has appeared on the horizon. I don't yeah. know if you've seen this. A rival Twitter account has been made. La Bean Boy, mm. dedicated, dedicated to the wrong type of beans. Coffee uh, beans. Oh, I'm so sorry. Bean. I feel sick. <laughs> I feel sick. Yeah. I think uh, I'm, I want to start up a campaign to get you get you away from your habit. Call it, uh, Dave, let's flick the bean. <laughs> Give the bean a flick or something. Uh, we'll keep working. And once the, uh, the, how do I... Give the bean the flick to stop eating baked Just beans. Just cold turkey, well, which I know you'd probably enjoy. But um, yeah, oh, I love cold turkey. My goodness, you got weird eating habits. Uh, cold turkey with beans on the side. <laughs> Coffee beans? No. no, baked beans. Yeah, yes, probably stuffed turkey stuffed with beans. <laughs> yeah, cold. What about beans stuffed with turkey? Oh yes, please. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, on board. Fun. Yeah, to to bean and to be to bean and to bean or not to bean? Yeah. Like a Tadakan, only. A oh, understood, tab- understood. Yeah. Anyway, what was Ooh. where were we there? <laughs> so on. now he's a town eccentric. People greeted him with bows when he passed. Bows, bow. They bowed to him. Oh, okay. They bowed <laughs> yeah. to him. <laughs> they showed him their bows. <laughs> no, they bowed to him as he walked past on his royal walks, and the city directory listed his occupation on the census as emperor. Yeah. <laughs> so he was literally recognised by the government in even a small capacity as the emperor. Wow. Again. The point went to Jess. He became such a cult figure that theatres and restaurants would reportedly reserve prime seats for Norton, knowing that his very presence would be good for business and attract more customers. What? So he was an influencer. Yeah. That's awesome. He was the CEO of Emperor Industries. (laughs) Uh, When the French later invaded America's neighbour to the south, he nurtured international relations by adding to his title Protector of Mexico. So now his full title was Norton I, Emperor of the United States and Protector of Mexico. Great. Somebody's got to protect Mexico. Yeah. And he's like, I'm the man for the job. I'll do it. Did He He didn't do it by building a wall by chance. That's right. To protect it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are a few similarities being seen here. Oh, goodness. But he wasn't just a ceremonial emperor, at least not in his own mind. He issued a number of decrees that he hoped would be followed. Okay basically introducing his own laws and rules that he hoped people would follow. Hoped. Well, he expected people to follow. Yeah. I should say he expected. Right. But he can't really enforce anything, can he? Well, I mean, no. (laughs) 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 I imagine that would have been the same thing. People would have said to him, mate, you can't enforce this, can you? Pause. Pause. (laughs) Thinking about it. Hang on. Carry the two. No. No, I can't. Uh, His first decree came in 1859, soon after declaring himself emperor. He dismissed the governor of Virginia for hanging a man named John Brown and instead decided to appoint John C. Breckenridge of Kentucky to replace him. Sadly, his decree seemed to be ignored and the other governor kept on governing. So, all right, that's a bit of a slap in the face, but this didn't slow him down. On October 12 in that same year, he decided to formally abolish the United States Congress. 
Okay. He was just like, Congress is out. In his degree, he wrote... <laughs> Congress... I was wondering why Congress doesn't exist in yeah. America anymore. Why it stopped in 1859? Yeah. Well, now you know. Okay, good. Because he wrote, quote, fraud and corruption prevent a fair and proper expression of the public vote. That open violation of the laws are constantly occurring, caused by mobs, parties, factions, and undue influence of political sects. And the citizen has not that protection of person and property which he is entitled. End quote. Basically, you're all corrupt. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Congress is out. I'm in. I'm flicking out Congress. Also, yeah. I call them the bane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from now on, second decree will call Congress the bane. Now let's flick the bane. <laughs> flick the bane. <laughs> flick, flick the, the bane. He's trying to empower his people. Sadly, and it worked. Yeah. Pe- people did not join in on the chat. Uh, <laughs> Again, unbelievably, he was ignored by Congress. This uh. is crazy. Can you believe they didn't just quit? Because of him. That's crazy. Get out. He I mean, said so. The, the emperor. emperor said so. He's not just some crazy guy on the street. He's the emperor. Have you seen his epaulets? They're made of gold. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Come on. There's just no respect for emperors anymore these right. days. They just so can't get no respect. Unbelievable. Mm. Mm. In an imperial decree the following month, Norton summoned the army to depose the elected officials of the US Congress. They're like, they're not leaving. I'll get the army in. <laughs> the army declined to arrest Congress. They declined. They said no thanks. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. Oh, I'd love to, but I'm busy that week. <laughs> oh, you could do it next week. Oh, oh busy. God, we're fighting a war. We're away from What a years. funny way for a military coup to begin. <laughs> Some guy just goes, no, I'm in charge of the army now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're taking down the government. Yeah. And then they're like, well, he's wearing those epaulets that we gave him. (laughs) (laughs) Because we thought it'd be cute. (laughs) Now he's telling us what to do. Maybe we should. I don't know. He's threatening to arrest us if we don't do this. (laughs) We better better do it. (laughs) I can't go to jail, man. I can't. (laughs) You know what they'll do to me in there, man? (laughs) I'm too pretty for that shit. Uh, A couple of years went by. In 1861, the US was on the brink of a civil war between the North and the South, and the trusty emperor couldn't sit idly by and watch his kingdom destroy itself. Of course not. He had to act. Yes. He announced that he had dissolved the Union altogether, the people from the South, and replaced it with an absolute monarchy with himself at the helm. Mm -hmm. Problem solved. All done. The civil war was avoided and one million Americans didn't kill each other. (laughs) Hooray! Praise be to Emperor. No, sadly, the Union also ignored him and they just went right ahead with their civil war. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They could have saved themselves a lot of trouble, I tell you what. Furious. That was Joshua. In 1862, he decreed a, issued a decree that ordered both the Roman Catholic Church and the Protestant churches to publicly ordain him as emperor. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, Are people still paying attention to this? Yeah, he's still doing. I mean, basically, that's what, what, what happened with King Henry VIII. And he's doing that. And uh, they've ignored him, sadly. This is crazy. Why are so many people ignoring? Oh, my God. Weird twist. He's invisible. <gasps> he was dead all along. Yes. Oh, my God. Dave, is he just a ghost haunting the yes. streets? <gasps> He's a king ghost. King ghost. Emperor ghost. Ghost emperor. That's a band. Ghost mm-hmm. emperor. That is all right. That'd be sick. A king ghost is when a bunch of ghosts all get tangled up <laughs> together and they become one huge ghost. It's true. Look it up. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How do they get tangled? Their feet and tails. Ghosts get tails. No, no, but like what are they doing? 
Oh, you don't want to know. Oh, oh, yeah. oh okay. Twister. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh. that's, a, that's a devilish game. <laughs> Nude Twister. Nude Twister. Oh, you're crazy. Oh. Gravity is not kind to the naked body. No. Oh, yeah. Well, the ghosts—they're pretty tight. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, everyone put their crevice on red. <laughs> crevice. <laughs> Left crevice red. <laughs> Left. Oh, but my right crevice is already on blue. <laughs> I want to paint a picture here. San Francisco was a wild place at the time. And uh, this hopefully this will show a bit of it. Caricaturist Edward Jump started a rumour claiming that Norton, our emperor, had two dogs named Bummer and Lazarus, who were also local celebrities in the city. Bummer. 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 Bummer and Lazarus. <laughs> Bummer? Yeah, I always thought of bummer as being a bit of an Aussie word. A bit of that's a yeah. What a bummer! What a bummer! bummer. that's an American thing, is it? Yeah. Just another thing we got from America. Do we have an original thought in our heads? Bummer. What a bummer! Yeah, I don't know. That's a silly name. Uh, I'm looking it up in uh, North America. Apparently, it means a loafer or vagrant. Oh. oh, and these were street dogs, so maybe that's why they they called it bummer loafer. A lo- See here, that means a shoe. <laughs> yes, this confusing. isn't language amazing. What <laughs> a isn't shoe it? or you know a what, vagrant? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, who can crack the code? You know? <laughs> oh. do you know? And do you know that there's other languages? What? I, I only just found out about these. What? I saw a, list, a listicle. There's at least 11 other languages. No, there is not. Yeah, some of them I haven't even heard of. German. <laughs> What's wrong with these people? <laughs> Speak English. Fuck. How easy is it? I mean, or how hard is it? Yeah, well, well we've got some German listeners, yeah. Dave, so just a bit of respect, please. Do we? Yeah. But how do they understand us? Oh, am I speaking German right now? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. What is German? I don't know. I we're, we're like in one of those one of those Hollywood Nazi movies where all the Nazis are speaking English, but with a bit of a German accent. <laughs> I love that. And then with that Tom Cruise film Valkyrie, they were like, "We do not trust him to speak in a German accent. Everyone's American." They, but they, yeah, they, in that one, I remember there was a, they had everyone speaking German briefly, and then there was some I can't remember what device they used, but there was like. A switch, and then we heard them all with American accents from then on. Oh. I remember enjoying that film, but is it bad? Oh, I don't know. Just, is that bad of me to do? Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I just always find Tom Cruise, I'm just watching Tom Cruise. I can't believe he's anyone that isn't himself, in my opinion. Right. I know a lot of people love him, big box office superstar, but yeah. I just feel. What a it. long career at the top. Yeah. I know you like to t- cut those tall poppies down, Dave. Yeah, that's right. You're an underdog, man. <laughs> Pretty controversial to pile on Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I hate to be the one to say it. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Maybe not that good, but still pretty good. I think he is pretty good. Like, he can't suck. Anyway, whatever. No, what about? I, I don't think he sucks. About... He's, just, he's always... I obviously just don't enjoy his character that he plays in every film as right. much as other people do. But what about Tropic Thunder? Because it took me a long time to figure okay. out that was him. He was very funny in Tropic Thunder. And you didn't automatically immediately know it was him, you know? Mm. Same in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I haven't Mike I haven't Myers. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, he was playing Mike Myers? Yeah, Tom Cruise played Mike Myers playing like a Scottish guy. Wow. <laughs> I know, it was wild. I, I like <laughs> I mean, Mike Myers. When was the last time you didn't play a Scottish he character? He loves Scottish. He loves Scottish. I think the guy was Scottish or maybe... 
maybe his accent just went a little bit Shrek and that's how I identified him. I assume it was I think there was like I was watching it not realising and then there was a word or or a couple of words that sounded quite Shrek and I was like, that sounds like Shrek. Oh, it's Mike Myers. Because he wasn't playing, he wasn't based on a real person. I think it was an amalgamation. So Uh, amalgamation. he was able to choose his own accent. Amalgamation. And funnily enough, he chose Scottish. It was an amalgamation of that character from uh, So I Married an Ex-Murderer and And Shrek. Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) And his dad. (laughs) I've started clicking because of the beat poetry and I married an axe murderer, but I didn't explain that at all. I just started clicking. I'm very tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, that movie. <laughs> anyway, sorry to all the Tom Cruise fans. Whoa. Or Mike Myers fans. I actually genuinely love Mike Myers. Wayne's World, one of the all-time greats. Uh, anyway, so we were talking about Bummer and Lazarus, the oh. two famous street dogs. Often... Frequently seen together in cartoons, and it seemed that all the new locals knew them. So they're very famous in San Francisco. Oh, famous doggos. The what U- kind of dogs were they? I'm actually not sure. Oh, my I'm God, to- Dave. Did you do any research at all? I, well, I think that they were uh, probably uh, vagrants. Ah. Oh, loafers. Cute. Yeah. Mixture of a vagrant and loafers. Loafers. Imagine little bread loaves with oh. paws. Yeah. That's like, oh, that'd be like a pug. Sounds delicious. <laughs> Pugs are like little loaves of bread, Pugs aren't they? Pugs are bread. <laughs> What happened? Our dog fucked a loaf of bread. <laughs> They're in bread. That's what pure breed dogs on are, right? Ugh. Anyway. Dave, Dave. please. So sorry. So, I just wanted to know. Bummer and Lazarus. Apparently the USA had a problem with stray dogs at the time, particularly in California. In Los Angeles, the number of dogs outnumbered people two to one. What? Yeah, so a lot of, and this is street dogs. So people didn't love strays, but Bummer and Lazarus were an exception to the rule and were royalty amongst the people. Aww. They were prodigious rat killers. Also had a problem with rats. And their abilities were written about in the papers, starting their reputations. I wonder if the other dogs respected them too, like they were kings of the dogs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, dog kings often get their tails stuck together, is that right? Yeah, that's right, (laughs) yeah, because they're playing nude twister. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dog crevice. Once uh, Lazarus was apparently captured by a new dog catcher who didn't know who he was. Oh. And a mob of angry citizens demanded that he be released. And he was. Oh, amazing. And I imagine that that guy got a strict talking to by his commander. You think you just go out there and catch dogs? What? Is that what you think your job is? Huh? Yeah, I'm a dog catcher. You're not just any dog. <laughs> you're not half the dog catcher your father was. <laughs> uh, then the cartoonish uh, Jump, who's the uh, cartoonist I mentioned before, started featuring Norton in the cartoons with the dogs. And that implied that the emperor owned them. So people started just assuming that, oh, the emperor owns these dogs. Right. Sadly, Lazarus died, believed to be poisoned, and thousands of people showed, oh. showed up for the dog's funeral. That's how popular he was. <laughs> and again, to show how wild San Francisco was at this time, the cartoonist depicted the dog's funeral with Norton acting as the Pope. Sure. And another famous eccentric of the time called Freddie Coombs depicted as digging the dog's grave. Okay. Freddie Coombs was famous for claiming to be the reincarnation of George Washington. Right. Apparently he looked a lot like George Washington and people started to embrace his claims. Now, not much is written about Freddie, so I have to quote from Wikipedia here, but this is what it says about him. Quote, for a time he was as a popular figure as Joshua Norton, the Emperor of the United States, and his deeds were reported in local newspapers. He left the city after a feud with Norton, who he thought was jealous of his reputation with the fairer sex, and decided to return to his native New York City. End quote. 
We just don't have eccentrics like that. No, we anymore, certainly don't have do people we? claiming to be uh, George Washington and like apparently doing well with the ladies. Yeah. Oh, the ladies <laughs> love a bit of George Washington. I, I reckon we could find some people out there claiming to be old presidents, but I don't know if they're it's doing much for them. Mm. You don't think? Yeah. Sessually. Yeah, or otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. God, God knows I've tried. <laughs> Anyway, George Washington in the house. What's up, <laughs> ladies? Ladies? Oh, you should. Have you tried Ned Kelly? Ned Kelly's in the house. <laughs> he was a bush ranger, you know. Yeah. Oh, self-described. <laughs> ducking for cover. I'm not gonna. I'm not robbing you. I might. I might steal your heart. He's gonna take our hearts out. Oh God! No, I just meant I'm gonna uh, steal some kisses. Uh, well, uh, consent's important. Yeah, I murdered a policeman. <laughs> oh, now I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was just a story of just showing that San Francisco was a bit of a bit of a kooky place at the time. Still is, you know, Metallica are from there. Is that true? God, that last guy's a bit of a there, yeah. crazy man. <laughs> Grew up playing tennis. <laughs> yeah, I was quite good at it. Sometimes you got to make a choice: starting uh, the world's most famous uh, heavy metal band or playing tennis. Yeah, or working on that forehead. <laughs> uh, finally, on Lazarus the dog, the body was stuffed and put on display, and then, as was Bummer when he eventually died a few years later. But sadly, both were destroyed in the early 20th century, so you can't see Bummer oh. and or Lazarus. Oh, that's annoying. How did they stuff Bummer? <laughs> Through the throat. Huh. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I gotta get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stress <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry. But I did take the last biscuit. He, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. There you go. <laughs> Throat stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're back to our beloved emperor. Yeah. Are you guys liking this guy? Nah. Matt? Nah, I do. I, do you respect I him? Do you respect I don't his authority? Respect. No. No, but I, it makes for a fun story now, many, many, many years yeah. later. <laughs> 150 years yeah. later. Yeah. Well, in January uh, 
1867, an overzealous patrol uh, special officer named Armand Barbier. Armand. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> that feels like a modern celebrity's daughter's name, you know. Armand. My Kanye daughter, West. Armand. My, my daughter, Armand Milk Armand. <laughs> no, you, know, you saw what the, their latest child is. Yeah, Pecan. And I love it. What is the I'm latest? saving pistachio for <laughs> mine. Oh, I love cashew. The latest is yeah. Sam. Sam. Sam P- West. P-S. Yeah. Wow. Are they they're religious? Is that a, that's like so. a religious song. That's what Sam yeah. is, right? So now they've got sort of North. Oh, North and True. North. They've got a kid Saint. called True. Isn't that True West? No. I'm pretty sure there is. They have a kid called True West. No. Is that not right? Saint, Chicago, and Psalm. Chicago's cool. <laughs> I think I've just made they I was certain that they had a kid called True West. You never yeah. trust me. Well done. So, and the other one, sorry, I, I zoned out because I was so obsessed with proving myself right. So Did you say Chicago? Chicago. And the the most recent one is Psalm. 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 And imagine like him introducing himself is gonna be like, hi, I'm Psalm West. Sorry, did you say Sam? <laughs> I think no, that, that I would wish. be a problem for a lot of people, but probably not for Sam West. Yeah, good point. Uh, Kanye Sam. West is, I mean, only, I mean, minutes away from declaring himself to be the second emperor yeah. of the United yeah. States. <laughs> anyway, so Armand Barbier arrested <laughs> Majesty Norton I for involuntary treatment of a mental disorder. He was like, you're acting a bit crazy. I'm yep. going to take you in. But again, there was a major public uproar. The chief of police, Patrick Crowley, had to apologise to the emperor and ordered to have him released. Several scathing newspaper editorials followed the arrest and it was terrible PR for the police. From then on, all the police officers began to salute Norton when he passed them on the street (laughs) to keep him on sight. Oh, my God, this is wild. And I love it. One thing that really got the goat of our emperor was people not paying respect to the city he loved so much, San Francisco. He hated it when people didn't pay the city full respect and attempted to shorten the title with a nickname. San Fran. He would have hated that. But he hated one even more. So he he issued a decree. Any Have you ever heard any other shortening of San Francisco? No, SF. Yeah, that seems silly. Sunny F. This is, this is Safra. What oh, you would have hated Safra. Safra? Safra? We're heading to Safra for the winter. Oh, delightful. <laughs> mm. He wrote, whoever after due and proper warning shall be heard to utter the abominable word Frisco. Oh. Frisco. Which has no linguistic or other warrant shall be deemed guilty of a high misdemeanor and shall pay into the imperial treasury as the penalty the sum of $25. Twenty five bucks if you say Frisco. If, if you if you if you heard uh, heard saying Frisco, he wanted you to be fined because yeah. he hated it so much. Frisco, you are living on the. Seat I'm paying on the. Pants. I'm paying on the do go on credit card. Wow. Don't you worry. Stop it, Frisco. No, we can't afford it. Do you know where I'd like to go on holiday? Where? Just duck over to Frisco. What? There were. I, I think I remember this. A lot of Italian outdoor restaurants got in a lot of trouble financially around that time. Fresco. Oh, fresco. <laughs> he kept going. Al fresco. What did I hear yeah, you say? Sorry, what? <laughs> He's rattling his can. Yep. Huh? Say it again, I huh? dare you. <laughs> We've got Al fresco dining. Yeah. Oh, do you now? Oh, okay. Tell me more about it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got what? Sorry. Yeah. We're up to 50. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Papa's eating tonight. <laughs> but not here. Not here. Not here. This is disgusting. I love eating indoors. <laughs> he continued to make demands, some for the country and some for himself. Mm. In 1870, he signed a decree that the Grand Hotel should furnish his, his rooms under penalty of being banished. It's unsure if they complied or not. So he didn't have furniture. Well, he wanted better furniture. I like this furniture. Let me just sign something. <clears throat> Give me your furniture. More. <laughs> or you will be banished. Okay. By order of the emperor. <laughs> The police do seem to salute him now. So yeah. maybe you better we give him my chaise lounge. Mm. <laughs> well, one of his pet projects was that he wanted to build a suspension bridge between San Francisco, Fresco, oh. and Oakland. Oakland. He signed a decree ordering Oaky. <laughs> he signed a decree ordering it for the bridge to be built in March 1872. He followed it up with another decree in September 1872 that ordered a survey to determine if a bridge or tunnel would be the best possible means to connect Oakland and San Francisco. He also ordered the arrest of the Board of Supervisors for ignoring his earlier decrees. (laughs) And for ignoring that one. (laughs) (laughs) Under penalty of death. As his celebrity grew, Norton I became a cherished mascot for the city of San Francisco. History.com writes, quote, Photos of him in his imperial dress were popular souvenirs, and Emperor Norton dolls found their way into shops around the city. Oh, my God. Oh God. There's dolls of him. Yeah, he's the, the hottest toy. All the kids want to play. He's got to be getting some of those royalties, though, right? Well, he remained poor in terms of actual cash, but he was well looked after by the city and lived a pretty comfortable life. Okay. Restaurateurs allowed him to skip out on his tab in exchange for the right to post an imperial seal of approval that read, quote, by appointment to his imperial majesty, Norton I. So they put a sign in the window that says, basically, the emperor dines here. Yeah. So he could dine there for free and hopefully other people would be like, oh, the emperor dines he here. Was, he was an influencer. Yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> Jess, this this guy's your god. Yes. Jess. You should do what he's, he does here. In 1871, a local company even printed his own official currency, which apparently was accepted at some places and also sold as souvenirs throughout the rest of the city. Apparently, the few remaining examples are worth a pretty penny to collectors today. One penny, that's... A- a pretty, oh, penny. pretty penny. Like a good-looking penny. Okay, yeah. all right. Mm, that's like a hot penny. Yeah, hot Whoa. Penelope, please. Cruz? Yeah, Cruz. Cruz. Oh, yeah. Penelope Cruz. The best of the Cruzes. He was uh, well-liked, and when his uniform wore out, the army gave him another one to replace it. And local lawmakers, seeing his deep connection to the city, helped furnish his royal wardrobes using public funds. So the city paid for his clothes. Far out. He's living a pretty sweet life. Rumours spread about him throughout his life, though. A popular story of the day was that he was the son of Emperor Napoleon III and that his claim of coming from South Africa was actually a ruse to prevent persecution. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know why he'd come from South Africa, pretend to be a businessman, disappear, and then be like, actually, I am the emperor, and then still try and go under the radar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't want to make a big fuss. I'm the emperor, and I'll make a few decrees here and there. But, <laughs> but nothing to see. Flying under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. No, please. Can I, I like al- the fuss? Can I also have some new gold epaulets? I'm just going to eat here for free. Thank yeah, you. Cool. Also, I'm the emperor. 
Rattling his tent. Yeah, you can't say Frisco. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, Rumours also circulated that Norton was supremely wealthy and was feigning poverty because he was actually a tight ass. <laughs> he just wanted free A lot stuff. of really wealthy people are, you know. Absolutely. Quite frugal. It's how they get so wealthy. Damn right. Whereas me, I don't have a lot of cash, but boy, can I spend it. <laughs> yeah, wow. You're spending other people's money. Yeah. It's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, I'm bad at this. <laughs> help me. <laughs> Please, help me by sending $1 too. <laughs> uh, there were also rumours that he would marry Queen Victoria to closer bind the United States with the United Kingdom. That would have been so good. <laughs> Look, I know you're already very, very happily married, but I am an emperor. You, in a way, are an emperor. I'm just an emperor standing <laughs> in front of another sort of emperor. <laughs> asking that. Sort of emperor. Asking him via that. a royal decree. <laughs> Please sign here. <laughs> Newspapers also made up decrees that he'd also supposedly ordered just to sell papers. So these mm. sensational stories are written about him. Although the ones that I've read out are all listed on the Virtual Museum of the City of San Francisco website, and they claim that they've all been fact-checked and that he actually issued those. So if these are the real ones, imagine how crazy the made-up ones were. <laughs> Crazy. All dogs are called Ben. <laughs> All right. That's wild. <laughs> it's not even a good dog name. No, ah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll take it over Bummer. Bummer. I'd rather yell out Ben at the park than Bummer. Yeah, Bummer. Bummer. Bummer, 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 Bummer. You like Bummer's this, Dave. One of my friends, Steph, she listens to this podcast. Hello, Hello Steph. Steph. She has a, a cute little white dog and his name is David. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's such, such a Does fun. Does David listen as well? I'm assuming David. <gasps> Who David? Who David? <laughs> good boy. Yeah, good boy. David. You're a good boy. Hey. Talk- Hold on, you're talking to me or the dog? Well, you know, he's a good boy. Yes, That's- I am. No, it's not you. That's not you. Oh, Dave. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> no, Dave, you're a neutral boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a neutral you're an unconfirmed <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's know. true. We've not confirmed if you're a boy or not. Can we get some confirmation there, Dave? Yeah, how can you confirm that you're a boy? Can't confirm, nor deny. Hmm. Remain neutral. Anyway, cute little dog named David. Oh, hello, David. <laughs> it's great to have you on board. Mm. Uh, sadly, all good things must come to an end, and on the evening of January the 8th, 1880, Norton, Emperor the First, collapsed on the street. Oh, no. A police officer but immediately... he loves streets. I have streets. never heard someone talk about someone dying... In that way, all good things must come to an end. He died. <laughs> that is the weirdest way I've ever heard someone say someone died. You mean life? Yeah. All good things have got to come to an end. Yeah. There's an expiry date on everything, Matt. Yeah. Nothing matters. Is this the first time you've considered your own mortality? And it just took me saying all good things must come to an end. This is a real weird, Hang weird on. way to phrase it. Life's pretty good. All good things come to an end. Does life come to an end? Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry to be the one to break it to you. Oh no! Mm. I got to make a call. <laughs> Just one? <laughs> Who two? Who two? Who are you calling? Who are you calling? Do- Tell us, doctor. Doctor. <laughs> doctor, please don't let me. Don't let me die. Don't let me die. Don't let me drown. Doctor. Uh, so he collapsed on the street. A police officer immediately called a carriage to take him to hospital, but sadly the emperor died of a stroke before the carriage could get there. Oh, no. He was approximately 62 years old, although this is also debated by some very dull people. Of course it is. Well, all good things must come to an end. That's right. He died. 
62. I'm trying to make it positive. Looking into the good good part. He had a good life. And then it ended. Mm. Thank goodness. <laughs> News of his passing made it into newspapers across the country. Leroy Estmort, or The King is Dead, read the headline of the Chronicle. A headline in the morning, morning Call newspaper read, Norton I, by the grace of God Emperor of the United States and Protector of Mexico, departed this life. That is a long headline. What were they thinking? What, what, I mean, is there a reason you haven't heard of the Morning Call newspaper? No, uh, yeah. They didn't have articles. They just had headlines. There's <laughs> <laughs> one page. Everything in bold, large font. That's kind of that's I like Twitter. that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, another newspaper just said, um, all good things come to an end. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Sounds not, like a stupid newspaper. <laughs> Yeah, the New York Times. (laughs) Whilst there were rumours of him being secretly wealthy, after he died it became very obvious that this was was definitely not the case. Mm. He had led a very modest life. For 17 years he had lived at the Eureka Lodging House in a very small room with few possessions. He was found to have only six or seven dollars on him when he died. Also found in his room were fake telegrams supposedly from Emperor Alexander II of Russia congratulating Norton on his forthcoming marriage to Queen Victoria and another one from the President of France predicting that such a union would be disastrous disastrous to world peace. It's not clear if he thought these were real or if he knew they were fake and had just kept them as a joke. So people were sending him fake telegrams. Oh, my God. Initially, because of his poverty, he was going to be buried in a basic pauper's coffin and as he had no money for a proper funeral. But a group of business owners from San Francisco raised the funds to buy him a much nicer coffin and to pay for a proper send-off, which uh, was quite nice, actually, because a few days later, over 10,000 San Franciscans turned up to pay their respects at his funeral and the surrounding streets. 10,000 people? Set up a bit of a parade for him, yeah. Whoa! And people from different classes came together to say goodbye to America's first and only emperor. Norton was buried in the Masonic Cemetery at the expense of the city of San Francisco. So they decided to pay for his burial. So he didn't have an heir? No heir, no, nor spare. Mm. So that's why there's only one. Yeah, right. Do you reckon I could get 10,000 people at my funeral? No. No, you're right. Keep you... it small and intimate. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I know what you're like. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah, you don't like making a big deal. VIP. Yeah, very important. Perkins. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, welcome to my funeral. What's up? <laughs> uh, so that is his life. He had a lasting impact on, impact on the city of San Francisco and has inspired characters in popular culture. Mark Twain worked as a journalist in San Francisco during his reign and later went on to use the emperor as the model for the king, a royal imposter who appears as a character in his 1885 novel, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Cool. Uh. And Robert Louis Stevenson made Norton a character in his 1892 novel, The Wrecker. Yeah, right. So, Which yeah. is originally going to be titled Bummer. Uh. But, uh... but, yeah, The Wrecker means something different over there <laughs> in <laughs> Scotland, where so, he's from. Has any ever been in film or anything like that? Any characters? There, there are a bunch of characters that people say, oh, that's loosely inspired by yeah, right. Emperor Norton, yeah. Uh, since Funny, it feels like there should be a some sort of biopic. Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. Playing him. Playing Johnny Depp. <laughs> I'd, I'd cast Tom Cruise. 
Oh, yeah, sorry, he is versatile. He's so versatile. He, oh, could, versatile. Do, he could do I mean, anything. He, he can do. Because, I mean, the Emperor did a bunch of like. Direct, no, actually. He did. shot guns off a motorbike and stuff, right? I just wonder if Tom Cruise could pull off eccentric. That's my biggest query about I don't know. It, you know? I don't, I don't know if there'd be enough stunts that he could demand to do and then go into excruciating detail on talk shows about how he did it. Man, that's so boring. He's like, yeah, I spent nine years trying to fly a helicopter for this one stunt. We don't give a fuck. Who cares? Let us Mate, not make it. There are professionals it. that do this. You're an actor. Mm. Act. And you play one character. <laughs> that is the thing. Like, if you're a real actor, you'll pretend to fly that helicopter. Yeah, I know. Without yeah. knowing how to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's like, no, I have to fly the helicopter. Do you have to skydive? So he's a control freak. Do you, you have know? to go to space? Did you have to go to Mars? I mean. Did he do that? If you don't get it, he's yeah. his method. You don't get that. Fair enough. But I thought you, I thought you were dramaturgs, yeah. but maybe not. You're the one with the drama degree. Yeah, that's right. You were including me in that. Yeah, you were captain of the drama club or something. I was more than fucking captain of the drama. Unbelievable, the more. drama club. Yuck. Well, drama captain, I believe it was. Thank yeah. you. Of some sort Something of drama club was for year sevens and eights, and it was on Monday lunch times. Yeah, and yeah, I guess in a way I was the captain of that in that I ran it. Yeah, for the younger students. Yeah, to try and get them involved in drama and open yeah. up and be vulnerable in the space. Yeah, a little something you could learn a thing or two about. Yeah, <laughs> Dave, I'm so sorry you had to see that. Hey, that was that was fantastic. And scene that was yes. really great. Thank you. I loved that. Did you believe it? That was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I could feel that tension. I wanted to laugh. Jess and I have been staying back after our recordings and working on a little. Oh, your own drama club. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a drama club. Great work. Yeah, that's a little bit of a look into the world we've created. That was seriously impressive, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing with the group. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. We do it while we're learning to fly helicopters. Yeah. Mm. It's only going to take us nine years and it's for one scene. (laughs) But I think. It yeah. will show. I think it will. I be think worth audiences it. will be able to uh, sense the authenticity. <laughs> That's the thing, because so many actors look like they're flying helicopters, and you never go, "He's not doing it." <laughs> yeah. This film sucks. I can't believe this action film isn't real. But you never, you also never look and go, "I reckon he's actually doing that." <laughs> it's only when he's on Graham Norton talking about it that you go, "Oh, he actually did that." But I that- reckon Scarlett Johansson can fly that <laughs> alien spaceship <laughs> yeah. without uh, any mm. training or it, it speaking English. That that is when it, it pays for itself, though, is when he's promoing the movie. I guess gives mm. him something to talk about. Oh, it pays for itself. Yeah. That nine years, <laughs> a two-minute anecdote. <laughs> I got two minutes out of that out of that nine year, years of training. Uh, finally, on uh, Norton, he's left quite a legacy. And since 1974, the Imperial Council of San Francisco has been conducting an annual pilgrimage to Norton's grave just outside of San Francisco. So people there for that city is still a cult hero. Whilst his royal decree was ignored at the time, his dream of building a bridge to Oakland eventually came to fruition in 1936 with the opening of the Bay Bridge. Apparently, it's in the exact spot that he suggested. Oh, that's Aww. cool. So there you go. I love that. There have been uh, campaigns over the years to get them to rename at least part of the bridge after Emperor Norton, but so far it hasn't officially changed its name. The Emperor's Bridge Campaign is a San Francisco-based non-profit that was set up in 2013 to advance the Emperor's legacy. Yeah. And that is my report on uh, Joshua Norton, the first and so far only, at the time of recording, Emperor of the United States of well America done, and Protector of Mexico. Thank you. When you started, I was like, I was kind of waiting for him to do something a bit fucked and then we'd hate him. 
I think I'm just so used to like serial killer episodes. Where oh, okay. They start off. You talk about their early childhood and they're like normal kids and they're achieving things. You're like, yeah, cool. like oh, he's really good at sport. And you're like, ah, oh, cool, good for this kid. And then by the end, you're like, I'm so sorry, I said he was good at sport. Ah. Oh. So I was just waiting the whole time. I felt very reserved. I didn't oh. allow myself to be vulnerable. Sometimes it was just a, a like a practical joke that he committed to for. I know, love a that d- decade and a half. I love people who commit to jokes. And it is, to the bit. it's still unsure if he thought it was a bit or if he was actually That's thinking. That's committed to the bit. Yeah. He was. Yeah. I think he was a bit. He got loopy. so into it. Yeah, it wasn't Should have been committed. Yeah. Was he yeah. loopy? Was he committed? Or should he have been committed? <laughs> well, they tried, and then that police officer was basically fired. <laughs> yeah, right. That's wild. He might be my new favourite Norton. Oh, really? Okay, take that, Edward. Yeah, Edward, Graham, Graham uh, Jim, DW. Oh. They're all. They've all dropped down the list. Quite a few. One Norton's, spot. Isn't it? All of them down one. All of them down. Who one. was previously? Who's number two now? Number two. That's got to be. That's got to be Graham. Yeah. Oh, he's great. He's really grown on me. That's yeah. a fun. That's a fun. As far as late night shows go, that's a. I really that's like a bit it as well. Bloody like, fun. I mean, he gets. All-star yeah. guests. Huge. I saw uh, Keanu on last week. Talking oh, yeah. About, well, yeah. Last week talking about John Wick. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he and seem it, like a nice guy? He does. And he talked about on it, he said how he, um, uh, Edward Norton, John Norton, Graham right. Norton was like, you, he's like, and you do all the, your own stunts. He's like, no, not really. I, I do all of my own action. I don't. Do the stunts? Stunt yeah. doubles do that. I saw they that won't too. Let me, and, and I was like, "Fucking take a note, Tom Cruise." I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking you would have really enjoyed that interview. And, and yeah, I did watch it. <laughs> yeah, right. He's to be honest, he's really such a nice guy, but he's so nice that it's kind of boring because every time you try and tell a fun story with him, like, "Oh, you've done a," this is in the same interview, "You've done a lot of ballroom dancing," and he goes, "No, I haven't." Yeah, yeah, you've done a lot of ballroom dancing, trying to get an anecdote out of yeah. him. He's like, no, I'm not a ballroom dancer. And he goes, all right, well, you did, literally did a lot of training for ballroom dancing for a film. And he goes, oh, yeah, I did a bit of that, but I'm not a ballroom dancer. <laughs> He's just too modest. <laughs> tell a bit, tell a bit. Do the bit, yeah. Do the bit. Do the bit. Do the bit. Monkey but, yeah. boy. <laughs> Dance, monkey. But um, there you go. What that- an eccentric dude. Loved it. Who, Keanu or... Yes. Emperor. Emperor the First. Everyone. I love everyone. Joshua Norton. Yeah, I'd never heard of that guy, so I'm really glad that he was brought to my attention because I'm glad that he once existed. He once existed. Before, sadly, things have to come to an end. All, All good things, things do. All, All good, good things. things do. All good things. Much like this episode, but before we do that, can we just quickly shout out to some of our Patreon supporters? I refuse to do it quickly. I'm going to say their names very slowly. Very, yeah. very slowly. If you're not familiar, we have a Patreon that supports this show, but as well as our other podcasts, Primates about primates and popular culture that Matt Stewart hosts every single week. It's a comedy podcast about pop culture, movies and other such things like TV shows. Dragon Ball Z we did recently. Uh, This week's episode is about Aladdin, the Disney (gasps) film from 1992. I can show you the Good fun. Who was on that one with you? Uh, Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos. Ah, Two cinephiles. Yes. What a dream team. It's a crossover episode with their Total Reboot podcast. I said both for all of those words wrong. Total Reboot Podcast. There you go. But before we get on to those, thanking those patrons, what we normally yes. do is everyone's favourite segment of the show. It's the fact, quote, or question section. So the way this works is uh, if you're on the Sydney Scheinberg level of Patreon support, uh, rest in peace, Sydney, you get to uh, give a fact, a quote, or a question and then we'll read that out, and you also get to give yourself a title. And this week's fact quote 
or question is a quote, and it comes from many time uh, and many time fact quote or questioner and long, maybe one of the longest uh, Patreon supporters in terms of height, I guess, uh, but also in, in length of time supporting <laughs> Richard Frederick Schubert III. Oh, definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, big time. And his title is Caveman. And his quote. <laughs> I love that because often it's like a crazy <laughs> elaborate thing. Yeah. I appreciate the, the Caveman. brevity of that. Caveman. All right, nice. Sweet. And and like I normally say, I've, I don't read these before we do it. So here we go. <laughs> well, here comes some hate speech. It looks long. <laughs> yeah, I know. That. <laughs> uh, uh, Matt hasn't even read the quote yet. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. <laughs> it just comes out of his mouth. <laughs> Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise or Plagueis? Are you Star Wars people? I forget. Did, it, did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? I thought not. <laughs> it's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith. So powerful and so wise. He could use the force to influence the midichlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side that he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. He became so powerful, the only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did, as all good things must come to an end. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. That's the quote. (laughs) Wow. I mean... Is that just the plot of the next Star Wars film? <laughs> yeah, spoilers. <laughs> I think I feel like it's on Know Your Meme, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Apparently, it's a meme. So this is a joke on us. I don't get, but <laughs> 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 I thought it sounded pretty cool, and I'd like to see it in the next Star Wars film. Yeah, maybe so. it is. Maybe it is a cool thing, and maybe he did explain it. I didn't. Co- I didn't copy that part over. <laughs> anyway, maybe I'll look that up while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Richard Frederick Schubert the Third. Thank you, Thank so, you so much. much. The Caveman. The Caveman. And uh, like we do most weeks, I've come up with a game that we can play while we thank people. All right. That's right. We would like to thank some people by name. Um, so patreon.com slash do go on pod if you want to support the show. You can get uh, two bonus episodes a month. We announce our live shows first and foremost on there and there's pre-sales, other kind of stuff. You get access to the Facebook group, which is very, very active these days and a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, also you just have to you support the show, support Primates and support my other podcast, Book Cheat, all at the same time. Um, and this week I thought maybe we could give them a title like Emperor, you know, a dignity, uh, some yes. sort of dignitary or a, yeah. Is there enough of them? I can't think of that many, but we'll come yes. up with some. Who wants to kick it off? I will. Okay, Dave. I would take like it to away. thank right here in Australia from Clarence Town, New South Wales. I love which that. Which sounds like Matt made it up. <laughs> Clarence Town. Town full of Clarence. Yeah, yeah. Bloody, bloody full of Clarence Hunts over there. Oh, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> from Clarence Town, New South Wales. I'd like Clarence to thank. Clarence Town, that is the best. <laughs> I've never it. heard of it, but I like it. So good. I would like to thank Joanna Wade. Joanna right. Wade. <laughs> Is that a title? No, I just said that I was going to say the name slowly. So oh, yeah. 
I like when you commit to a bit. I commit to a bit. Joanna's title is... What about Viscountess? What's a Viscountess? The female version of a Viscount. What the fuck's a Viscount? A Viscount. He's saying it funny for comedy. Get it? He mispronounced the word on purpose. I don't know what a Viscount is. It's like a low-level dignitary guy. Wouldn't you just be a count? What's the difference between a Viscount and a count? I don't know. Maybe is it just a more European-sounding one? Cool. I like it. Let's go with it. Cigarettes, I believe. I'm learning. Well, Viscountess or Viscountess, Joanna Wade. Joanna Wade, thank you, Your Excellency. Above a baron, but below an earl. Okay. Mm. Damn right. Damn, damn straight. All right. But still pretty, still pretty high up there. Can I? Oh yeah. I mean, you're not a peasant. You're above a baron, for God's sake. Yeah. And Baron's pretty great fun. Baron's very good. Baron, Baroness, great metal band, Baroness. Of course. But of course. <laughs> I would also like to thank, so thanks to Joanna, uh, I would also like to thank from Perth in Great Britain. Oh. Ah, my fan, that's where my aunt, my Scottish ancestors are from Perthshire. Yeah, Perth and Kinross specifically. Cool. There you go. Perth and Kinross. I was one of the 32 council areas of Scotland's lieutenancy area. Well, I think I know what we're going to call him. <laughs> Christopher Skilling. Skilling. General Christopher <laughs> Skilling. <laughs> A switcheroo. Could you be more specific? <laughs> general. That took me a sec. Um, Major General Lieutenant Christopher Skilling. Oh, that's big. That's big. That's big, baby. So would, thank you so much. Thank you to, to General Christopher Skilling. Can I thank some people as well? Please. Thank you so much. I would like to thank, and we don't know where he's from because there's nothing listed here, but that doesn't mean he's not always in our hearts. Mm. I think we should just say his address is our hearts. Yeah, okay. our hearts. Uh, but our hearts are usually in three different places. Right, that's true. So, But when we come together. Mega heart. Yeah. Oh, we've got a heart on. Uh, I would like to thank Derek Clunan. <gasps> Derek Clunan. Clunan. Where's Where's Clunan from? Did you say? We don't know. <gasps> we don't know. He's from our hearts. I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Clunan. 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 Okay, so I think of I think of Clunan. I think of Clooney. Of course, me too. What's he most famous or what's his most Nespresso. Fa- Nespresso. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so what's coffee. Nespresso is a type coffee of coffee. Bean. Who drinks coffee? People. Bean counter. Bean counter. The count. He's a vampire. Vampire Derek Clooney. My Vampire. favorite row rank. Vampire. Ah. Oh. Yeah. We got there. Vampire. Yeah, what a good title. Is that vampire. a title? Vampire. He's the vampire of our hearts. Yeah. Vampire of our hearts. I do like that, actually. Derek Clunan. Thank you, Take Derek. a long walk off a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would also like to thank another person from Pierre in SD, South Dakota. South Dakota. Alan Hastad. Say that again for me. Alan Hastad. Oh, I like that a lot. Thank you. Alan. 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 Chief Surgeon. Yes! <laughs> Chief Surgeon Alan Hastad. Obviously an honorary title. Alan, do please not practice any surgery. Yeah, please don't open anybody up. Yeah, please. But you are the official uh, Chief Surgeon of Dugo. Unless it's an emergency. Then yeah, I think. in which case, I mean, 
Yeah, I guess you could try. <laughs> Is there a doctor on board? On a podcast, I was named a chief surgeon. That'll have to do. <laughs> uh, well, does that bring it up to me? Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah. Well, I'd love to thank all the way from Deutschland, uh, specifically in New Mexico, <laughs> Alden. Oh, wow. In Deutschland. Oh, do they speak German there? I think they are. Wow. Oh. But I think they actually phrase it Sprechen the Deutsch. Oh. Sprechen the Deutsch? Sprechen the German. Uh, and I'd love to thank Tina Alstrike. <laughs> oh. Could you, do uh, a- you know German? Can you, how would you, yeah, how you're would you pronounce it? German. Well, you got German blood on your hands. <laughs> well. Ostrike. I think that's I think that's probably bloody as close as I'm gonna get. Ostrike. Also I don't speak a Zagerman. Right. Which I don't speak a Zagerman. Is that is that the surname of uh, one of the main characters from American Pie? What? Oz Stryker, the guy who ended up in the choir. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that guy. I'm looking at it's a German surname. Notable people the surname include Elizabeth Ostrike, German middle distance runner, James R. Ostrike, American music critic. Marcus Ostreich, German racing driver, and Nancy Ostreich Laurie, American anthropologist. Huh. There's a few people there, but no one with a title. And I think we should, the first Ostreich to get a title mm. yeah. should be Tina. And what are we going to call her? I would say, oh. Duchess? Oh, Duchess. I like Duchess. It's nice. It does Duchess. sound nice, doesn't it? Sounds yeah. like you should have tea with them. Yeah, Duchess. you go have tea with the Duchess. That's like, what's that? The, it's Duke. Duke and Duchess. Hmm. Right. I wonder where does that rank there, Dave? Pretty high. It's pretty high. I guess it was I mean, a, a Prince Duke Harry. Had, yeah, yeah, Prince Harry's a duke. Right. So Meghan it's like just below. is a duchess. Is she a duchess? Yes. But he's also a prince. So is it above or below a prince? I think it sits, al- sits alongside. Yeah. Right. I see. I'm guessing you. Yeah. Oh, he's both, I guess. I don't know. I just wanted to use duchess before the day was out. Apparently, a it. duke is the highest of the five degrees of English nobility. Hmm. Huh. So I guess, <laughs> guess that's in a separate thing from king and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, what Philip's also what he's also the Duke of Edinburgh. Is that right? Yes. And then there's Philip? the grand old Duke of York who had ten thousand men. Uh, they marched him up to the top of the hill and then they marched him down again. Of course, Na- they're named after that man. Yeah. Of course. Uh, so thanks to uh, Tina, Tina in Deutschland. How cool that you're listening over there. Awesome. And I think we've almost gone through all the British ones. Um, so maybe the last one there could be four mm. from Vancouver in British Columbia. Katarina Guitarez. <laughs> Guitarez. Yep. Guitarez? Guitarez. Guitars. Guitarez. Katarina Guterres. And so oh. you don't you want to avoid British? Well, no, we've almost we've we haven't done king or queen True. or prince princess, but we've done, we done duke us. slash duchess. We've done countess slash earl. What other kind? We've of done a- viscount. We've done baron, but we haven't done marquess, marquis, marchioness. What's that? What do you call that? <laughs> What's that, one there? what does that mean? I think it's about Marquise. Yeah, there's Marquis and there's Marquess. Yeah, Marquess, I should say. But then the feminine of it, what's that? I've never seen that before. I'm guessing it, if I heard it, I'd understand what it was. Marchioness. Marchioness. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Let's go with that. Love it. Marchioness. 
slash CEO of Jess Industries. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, Jess, oh, you did Jess. not get the gig. Sorry. What job no, do you're I have? CFO. Yeah, you the I'm fine. terrible with money. And no, the- no, it's um, can fuck off. <laughs> You're fired. We're a startup. We don't do things normally. We do things wacky. We play table tennis. We work you to death for five dollars an we hour. We tell our founder to fuck off. Yeah. Can fuck off. We're kooky. <laughs> Up to you though. Can just an can. option. Can you can fuck off Believe if you want yourself. to, but like we encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to all the peeps there. Joanna, Christopher, Derek, Alan, Tina, Katerina. Please send in photos wearing your official regal gear. Fantastic. Yes. We'll share them with everyone, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, but of course. <laughs> At Jess Industries, uh, we have a very specific uniform. Um, everybody comes to work in their birthday suit. Oh. <laughs> nudist, nudist <laughs> business, yeah. So many lawsuits. <laughs> so watching a TV show last night. Uh, I had it on in the radio studio while I was working, so it was very late at night slash very early in the morning, and uh, it was it was a whole docu like a reality you no know, documentary kind of show just about people who worked in for like a, a sex toy company here in Australia. I was like, there really isn't that much. the The whole pitch here is that what they like for, to make a TV show about it is just that they sell sex toys. Like it's not that interesting. Yeah. There's no drama between staff members. They're regular people who work in a call centre but the the things they're selling are sex toys. Right. I was like, what is the point of this show? But also so many inappropriate comments between all of them. Like they would get products and like try them themselves, not there in the office, but <laughs> right. they'd be talking about it and stuff and I was just like, this is a HR nightmare. You just, I mean, you just said it was... <laughs> Nothing weird or out of the ordinary happens. No, I know, but just like some of the things they were saying, I was like, if you said that in any other Let business. Let alone when the cameras are rolling. If you said that in any other business, you'd be marched straight to HR, but because they are selling sex toys. <laughs> they got to talk about. You can't just walk into an accounting firm and yell, tried a new dildo last night. <laughs> <laughs> There's no context. Oh, that's how I lost my last three jobs. <laughs> huh? What do you mean you don't want to hear about it? What? What is wrong with you people? It's on my hide or what? <laughs> it's the interview. <laughs> anyway, it was very strange. Strange show. Oh, a bit of fun there. bit of fun. <laughs> uh, that does wrap us up. All we've got to say at the end of the episode is thanks for listening, first and foremost. And if you liked it, tell a pal, tell a friend, a chum. Your mum. <laughs> Tell pa- your mum. Pass on the podcast. We often get many, many people getting in contact saying, hey, uh, someone showed me your pod. That's how I found out about it. I think it's probably the, the number one way people find out about the show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally. That's how I found out about pods as well, is people recommending them. Yeah, that's that's right. how, <laughs> how I found out about this one. Yeah. We recommend you join us. Yeah. And I was like, mm, okay. I'll give it a go. All right. I'm listening. Now, I'm stuck with you. And if you want to get in contact with us, we've got a website. We're pretty 20th century. Yeah. Uh, do go we're on. We've logged on. Yeah. <laughs> We've hacked a mainframe. We're on the World Wide Web. Uh, do go on pod.com for all your do go on needs. You can find links to our Patreon there, links to merchandise, which we don't often talk about, but we've got a bunch of uh, stuff you can buy on Redbubble. You can print our designs on pretty much anything, T-shirts, pants, mugs, iPhone cases, yep. anything. Cushions. All that kind of stuff. Get a cushion. So that's on dogoonpod.com, as well as links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. It's at dogoonpod if you just want to follow us. And we've got a YouTube channel that Matt's putting up stuff, which is real cool. 
Yes, which is youtube.com slash do go on pod. Everything's pretty much do go on pod. The yeah. Gmail's do go on pod at gmail.com. Yeah. But links to all of that are in the description of the show and on that website. Hell yeah. So get in contact, drop us a line. We'd love to hang out. And you can suggest a topic at any time also. Oh, that's the way that people suggested this topic. I'd never heard of it. I brought it in. We had a bit of fun. That's how it works. That's great. We and had a lot of fun. The hot tip is to give it a real good pitch. There's a little section in there where you can say mm. um, why you think it's a good topic and just a nice, concise, interesting-sounding pitch. That's probably the way to make them stand out. An elevator pitch. Yeah. Yep. That's how it works. Mm. But uh, thanks so much for listening to the episode. We'll be back next week with another edition of Do Go On. Can you believe that? But until then, I will say thank you and goodbye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.